Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. Get all the night. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horror to the end. What's going on, everybody? Well, it's the big Fed day the, where they'll do their usual. And, of course, you know, there's there should be no surprise by now. This should show you that uh that that the 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 federal reserve is really just the the pawn or the tool of the banks uh the 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 federal reserve is not designed for the like most things around are not designed for the average guy uh average guy or gal they are simply to help the the big and the wealthy maintain their wealth uh, you know, we're going to see once again uh, this monetary policy, which is which is a joke, uh, you know, and, and we can pretend that debt does not is not a problem. We can pretend that uh, that they're actually doing thing. But all they're really trying to do is figure out a way to, you know, kick the can down the road, which is what they always do. Uh, you know, and again, then eventually they'll have to make a key decision. And I, I just, I, I say this all the time. I just wonder why can't we just have free markets and let the markets decide? When did we believe that the Fed was smarter than the actual market itself? Okay. I mean, the market is a flow of money. Okay. Of buyers and sellers meeting in an auction style business. I mean, when did we decide that we needed somebody to determine what that policy is? Um, I think that, you know, again, you, you want to look at, you know, the, the, the destruction of, of a system. I mean, you know, this is what we have here. And of course that's the, you know, from the creature from Jekyll Island, uh, this is exactly uh, what we have is really a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, you know, we have a a, a, a group of, of people that sit in their ivory towers that is uh, that that uh, couldn't find this. As they say, they couldn't find sand in the desert. Uh, but here they are making the most crucial decisions uh, that will have a that has a f- effect on the entire world, and you know, did have we not learned from uh, Japan and what they did? You know, this is you know when you when when your reason for being 
is to create bubbles, which is basically all the Federal Reserve does, and they do not do what they were uh, really intended for. Okay, uh, you know, you can see that it continues just to chip away at the middle class. And, 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 and I don't, you know, listen, I don't like what they do. I don't like who they are. Uh, I don't think they do a good job. Okay. I, I think they have no idea. I, I think when you continue to uh, try to uh, manipulate a market, a currency, interest rates, whatever, I think that you are trying to determine that you are smarter. Now, you know, I've said this before. I can take any trading system, back test it, and turn it into a winner. Because when you're back testing, there is no emotion. There is no, uh, you know, watching your account deteriorate because you just run and you optimize and you come up with a winner. Again, and I can do that with any system. But when it's when you're in the heat of the battle, it makes it a much bigger challenge. So the Fed, in their own infinite wisdom, uh, you know, their models are based on basically economic theory. Now you and I both know, especially those that are in business for themselves, that nothing works specifically to theory okay you have your the theory is what gives you the general idea of what you're trying to accomplish but the actual workings of that theory the actual making putting the plan to play requires some flexibility and in my eyes the fed has never shown any flexibility which is why they are a favorite to butcher this ending and their exit here. Uh, you know, I think maybe they take uh, lessons from Bugs Bunny and exit stage right. You know, on with the show. I mean, and this is, again, something that that tells us that they're totally clueless as to what goes on. And it, it, it just... A, a continuation of the destruction of the U.S. dollar, okay, the destruction of the middle class, and the accumulation of wealth for the upper 1%, which are the only ones <clears throat> who can really benefit from the policies that are set forth by the Federal Reserve. I mean, again, you just go back and look at the last big play and what do we have? We had the Fed bailing out the banks, bailing out the big money, bailing out the wealthy. Okay, they weren't bailing out all the borrowers who, 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 who you know, who who had all those bad loans. They were borrowing. They were bailing out, um, you know, the 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 rest. So when you look at it. You know, you got to say to yourself, well, what the hell do they know? And the answer is they don't know nothing. 
they know how to think about theory and they know how to prolong the inevitable. And of course, as we know from life in general, the longer you put off a problem, the bigger that problem typically becomes. So wouldn't we think that the right thing for them to do is to quit trying to manipulate and start trying to uh, put together uh, actually a, 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 a solution, which is really the solution is to continue to hike rates and forget about what the stock market does on a day-to-day basis. I don't know. Just, just a thought. I can't tell you that I'm right, but I can't tell you that I'm wrong either. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, I want to remind you to download The Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. You can also get the sporting edge there. And, of course, don't forget to get my daily update, which is available to you for free each and every day. I do a three- to five-minute video right after the market closes. I email it to you, tell you what I think, what I thought, and what I expect. It's like getting tomorrow's newspaper today, but I need to do to get that is go to BubbaTrading.com. There's a little box will pop up. Fill it out. No credit card. It's free, and you can get my update each and every day. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, and we'll be back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horty, and what is going on? Well, I don't know. I'm 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 getting pretty sick of this whole Kavanaugh stuff, and I see that Grassley has uh, scheduled the vote for Friday. I think that's the way it should be. Uh, again, this is th- this whole mess has been, I think, just orchestrated almost perfectly, and. You know, I just don't understand the ignorance of what's going on. Again, if the if if Doctor Ford and the other woman were truly sexually assaulted, then Kavanaugh should go to jail. Okay, uh, but again, it's, I haven't seen any cooperation, <clears throat> and of course, uh, she could have had her, her her day in court, or obviously in front of the Senate, and has stalled it off. And let's see if she shows up tomorrow. I again. I'm not. I'm not taking any side here, but this reeks of uh, of a setup thing. Okay, uh, you know, I, I just I gotta wonder. Okay, it's just like everything else that's going on. It's it's like I thought that uh, yesterday uh, at the UN, I thought Trump did a great job with the speech. I think he was tough. I think he spoke tough, and I think he made his message clear. You're, nobody's going to screw with the United States of America anymore. We're not going to be your patsies, okay? And and I can't tell you how much I love it, okay? I don't know about you, okay? But I'm awfully sick and tired of, you know, everybody donating outside of the United States of America when our homeless is higher than ever here. What is wrong with taking care of the United States of America? What is wrong with the United States being our number one concern. Somebody please help me and tell me. Because I, I know, and I'm not going to name names here, but you know who they are, but people, big stars who have these big foundations in places. But what's wrong with the big foundation right here? 
right here at home. Okay. I can tell you this, that when I drive down the streets uh, of Chicago, I have never seen more homeless than I see today. So yes, the economy is booming. Yes, things are better. But I have never, ever seen more homeless than I see today. And I'm talking about, I drive down downtown to the floor some mornings at, at four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And I can see on Jackson Boulevard, okay, 15 to 20 to 25 people sleeping in the street, okay, all the way down. And that's just one street, okay. I can tell you that during the day at every stoplight in the downtown area, there's somebody with a sign saying that I'm homeless. So, you know, what's wrong with taking care of the United States of America? Why shouldn't we be number one? I'm tired of the presidents that are giving to everybody else, but to the United States. I mean, I can't tell you how happy I am at how uh, President Trump is trying to take care of the military. Okay. Again, first responders, police, fire, military, you know, they don't make very much money. And yet they're putting their life out on the line for you and me each and every day. Now, do you not think they're entitled to have at least good equipment, at least good benefits, at least something? Or should we continue to underpay them? Okay, so they decide that maybe they don't want to put their life online. You know, I don't understand, you know, how the system was so poorly screwed up when these guys and gals that defend our country, okay, get paid nothing, okay? Putting their life on the line each and every day. Working hard, and yet here we are. We, we don't want to worry about America. We want to worry about everybody else. We are the defenders of the world, and I get that, okay? I mean, basically, the United States of America is a first responder for everybody. But at the end of the day, is it not time to take care of Americans, which is what I think President Trump is trying to do, and I think that's the message that he sent. And, and I'll tell you else, is is this tariffs and trade war talk? Nothing's starting to piss me off more than the I, – I mean, I listen to the pundits, I mean – you know, Charlie Gasparino and Neil Cavuto, they don't like Donald Trump. I get it. I listen. You don't have to like Trump. I don't care if you like him or not. You just got to understand his policies. And of course, you know, if you, if you want your presence to fail, you're an idiot. But in the meantime, okay. I mean, they continue to bring up the trade wars and I keep texting him and emailing him. Well, why don't you want it? Why don't you tell both sides of the story? Okay. You know, but what this has really done, okay, here's the sad part of the tariffs. The trade wars and tariffs left alone without the media making such a big ordeal about it, okay, we would not see much price increase. You know, it could be a couple items here and there, but you've already got Walmart prepping you for higher Christmas prices, all the stores prepping you, and this is just a way for them to put their hands right in your pocket and say, no, thank, thank you, Trade Wars. Thank you, media, for allowing us to get our message out that we're going to raise our prices. All right. It's, it, this is so ridiculous because the actual percentage is so minute to the actual cost. I mean, you know, $200 billion sounds like a big deal, doesn't it? Well, how about our debt is $21 trillion, Okay. 
again, I, I, I don't, I don't think that we, 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 that we get it. And, and, and the big ordeal that's being made is the overall percentage is, is like, I don't know, uh, one less than a half or 1%. Okay. So are we really going to see the, the torturous big spike up, but it gives, it gives the retailer the chance to stick it to the public again it's as we've talked about before, like Starbucks, the gas stations, you know, the the gas guys, you know, this they at least go up and down. The retail, the, the, the food places and the Starbucks, another crap area, okay, just continues to go up. They never come down. And, of course, I think they're paying for it now. You know, they're starting to lay off some help. Uh, I think they're paying. For, and I, I think, I, listen, I just think it's wrong, Okay. We all know, maybe not everybody knows, but if you don't know, the cost of the good actually is very inexpensive. You know, the costs come into uh, the advertising and everything else. You know, in a pair of, you know, Nike sneakers, for example, it's just, that's something I do know for sure. Today might cost $10, $11 to manufacture in China. Okay. So you take the $10, $11 and they got to ship it here. There's freight and duty. So let's say that shoe costs them 15 or 16 by the time they get it landed in wherever, at the port in New York. Okay. And they sell that shoe for, let's say, 150 Well, because they got advertising. There's a whole bunch of stuff that has to go through there to get it there. Okay. But, again, everybody's quick to raise the price of everything, but they don't come down. And that's always a concern that I have is is – you know, I understand that that there could be some more costs and things like that, but you know, don't don't treat us all like we're stupid, okay? I mean, you know, again, the the cost of blue jeans, the actual cost of the denim, the cotton that goes into into blue jeans, is is less than a half a percent, okay? But yet they got to raise. You know, it's it just to me, I, I just always get. Crazy about because they make it seem like it's such a big deal, you know, and it's just a way for retail and for suppliers and for stores to get more money. So, what are they doing? They are gouging in their own little way because they can't, because they can get away with it. So, again, you'll see that the, you'll hear the continued that. Well, the tariffs have got to raise our prices, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I just say, okay, th- that's the way it's always been, okay. And until it changes, it changes. And, and I heard, you know, some other things going on that that just again, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. But it's again, everybody wants to take advantage when they have a shot. And this is the retailer shot to stick it to you once again. So when you're shopping at those stores, remember what they're doing and what they're blaming it on. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz, as always, it's great to have you aboard. Don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And, of course, don't forget to get my daily update. All I have to do is go to bubbatrain.com and uh, sign up. The little box will pop up, and I will send you every day a three- to five-minute video, which tells you what my thoughts were of the day and what I'm expecting for tomorrow. Bubba's Daily Update. Just sign up. It's free. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll see you right after the break. 
What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Just let's hear from our friend Bill Whittle and clan. Here we go. Is the GOP doomed to victory? Hi, this is Bill Whittle now. I'm Scott Ott. Bill has no idea what I'm about to ask him. Bill, we've seen stories from NBC News lately that shows that uh, the GOP is screwed. That was in the headline, GOP screwed because the Trump popularity numbers don't look good. And in general, some pre-midterm election polling looks bad. Internal RNC poll says that complacent Republicans could hand the majorities in the House and the Senate back to the Democrats. Meanwhile, in the Texas state Senate race, Republican Pete Flores beats the Democrat, who was a former state representative as well as a former U.S. congressman. Pete Flores now is going to sit in a seat that hasn't had a Republican keister in it since 1879. Flores was backed by Governor Greg Abbott, by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, by Senators Ted Cruz and John Cornyn. The Republicans uh, rallied to his support. He's a former game warden, a retired game warden, and he is now, as long as you know, as long as November's balloting goes as they expect it to, the Texas Senate will have a GOP super majority. So, Bill. What, if any, lessons can we learn from now state representative or state senator Pete Flores shocking victory in a 139-year-old Democrat dynasty district? Well, the first thing we can learn is thank God for Texas. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'd, I'd heard, you know, the, the, the stories are legendary. Their legislature meets once every two years for two weeks or something like that. And I, was it you was telling me that the governor is talking about removing um, the uh, the traffic cameras from Yes. automatically take your picture. Yeah, that, that's like, actually, we're going to remove some tyranny from the state of Texas. And just the fact that Texas is there and that I happen to be an honorary citizen of Texas is a source of great comfort to me. But back to the to the bigger issue. Needless to say, historically, the off-term elections are are usually pretty bad for the people that won the presidency. That has certainly been the pattern. There's one or two exceptions. So just simple historical patterns and people's, you know, disappointment and so on and so forth favors the Democrats in this one. I don't, I'm not, I've never been one of these guys who really understood the statistical angle of, of how many seats are at risk and so on. Uh, but if I had to give you my, my guess, I would say we're likely to lose the house. And if we lose the Senate, then we're in actual trouble. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Let's just remember a couple you things. You think we Let's will gotta, lose the House, but we will not lose the Senate. Is that what you're saying? If I, if I had to make a bet, yeah. 
But nothing surprises me anymore. And we can all remember that um, Donald Trump was down by seven points or something the night before Donald Trump became you know, president-elect of the United States. And so shading the polls is not something that they're either ashamed to do or, or unfamiliar with. Uh, I don't like the news about the Republican internal polls as a general rule. But that may be a reflection of people's general disgust towards pollsters and, and maybe a, a result of, of, of general disappointment in the idea of, of the Republican Party. I know that a, a number of people, uh, and I'm one of them, uh, when, who, who saw when Donald Trump was elected thought that, okay, now we got two years to get going because we have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. we got to move. And it's been a constant source of uh, frustration bordering on anguish for me to see so much of the Republican uh, congressional membership, if not dragging their feet, then actually digging in and throwing out anchors to make sure that that these reforms that Donald Trump had promised and wanted to bring don't happen. Um, we did a, a segment on this not too long ago where we talked about the idea that that it really is inside the beltway versus outside the beltway, and it is much better for individual politician to have his party lose as long as he retains his seat. Hmm. And and I suspect that this is pretty much endemic, and I suspect this needs to be cleared out. And um, it's good news from Texas, because I was worried about Texas. And the main reason I'm worried about Texas is there's an awful lot of Californians moving to Texas. And they're moving to Texas because Texas's economy is booming. California's is dying. Uh, Texas is a free state. California's a socialist republic. And the problem is, is that the socialist, communist, lunatic leftists, Californians, say, hey, our state is costing us a fortune. Why don't we go to Texas where they're doing things right? They go to Texas and they start voting like Californians. And that that is a real worry. But um, with that aside, Scott, you know, I just I just don't know. There's a there's a certain certainly the left is motivated to go out and get Donald Trump. The question will be, will the Republican uh, conservatives in the country understand that to lose the House means that we don't get anything else done, and to lose the House and the Senate means that a lot of stuff that was done gets undone. And the first thing that gets undone is uh, is President Trump, because I suspect if we lose the House, we're going to see impeachment uh, proceedings brought, you know, before they're all in their chairs. Now, the um, race in Texas, by the way, that everybody is really watching because few people were paying attention to, to Pete Flores's race for the uh, Texas State Senate is the actual U.S. Senate race between um, Republican Senator incumbent uh, Ted Cruz and his Democratic challenger, Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, um, who is, uh, despite the Beto name, not uh, of Latino background, but actually of Irish extraction. My son went to see a rally that uh, Beto O'Rourke did um, last week in in, um, it's I think it's in Frisco because it's right in this area called Legacy West. And uh, he showed me pictures that he took there. My son's a professional photographer. And the, the place was packed and O'Rourke stood up there on stage for an hour and sweat through his shirt and people loved him. Meanwhile, Ted Cruz is is making remarks about how the Californians are trying to turn Texas into a place where, you know, we wear clothing made out of hemp and we're going to ban barbecue. Um, Bill, uh, the earlier polls of registered voters showed that Beto O'Rourke was actually had a, a little bit of a lead. And now the newest polls of likely voters show that that's much a, a much tighter race. Is there a way to save Ted Cruz from himself? 
Well, I don't know if Ted Cruz needs saving from himself. I, I was a big supporter of Ted Cruz, and I, and I remain one. I think he's one of the true um, actual conservatives who understand it. Needless to say, there have been a few things that Ted Cruz does that I didn't like. But of all the things that drive me absolutely insane about the particular line of work I'm in is an email saying, oh, Bill, I've been following you for 12 years, and, and then you disagreed with me on this, so you're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it just drives me out of my mind. Um, so look, if Ted Cruz, just the fact that Ted Cruz is in trouble is not a good sign. If Ted Cruz goes down, that's a real bad sign. Um, and one thing that we're not seeing, Scott, that that I think is just my perennial dream, and, and I, I just, every election cycle, I think I, it seems to get less and less likely. We don't seem to be supplying the kind of candidates that that the people want right now, and what they want is they want regular people, but they don't want lunatics. Um, we had, I think, after the, um, the Tea Party movement in 2010... Uh, and we'll come back and, and listen to Bill about the Tea Party movement. But again, that is one of the big issues, which he is correct, that we don't have uh, the right people that are actually running for office. I think that's one of the things that you saw with President Trump is he was the right guy at the right time. And I, I think I, I think that most Americans are tired of the old guard, the stodgy old, you know, uh, guy, you know, who sits in the drinking, smoking a cigar in the back room, who's a hundred years old. Uh, you know, I think we're tired of the same old, same old. I think that's why you're seeing some pressure in some of these races, which should be a warning to everyone, and, and this goes back to what we always talk about. I don't care who you vote for, but you got to get out and vote. Okay. This is the, like stock markets, this becomes all about complacency. And I'll just tell you that we, we cannot continue to be complacent because if you are, bad things are going to happen. Okay. Complacency breeds contempt. And, and, and if you remain complacent, you will find yourself most likely not a very happy camper in the future because complacency will change some things and that won't be good. Okay. That's, again, why I urge everyone as the midterms approach to get out there and vote. Again, I don't care if you vote for what I want you to vote for. I want you to vote for what you think is right. But at least get out there and do your job and vote. And then if everybody votes, then nobody will have anything to complain about as to what happened. Because, again, voting is a, a, a privilege and it should be taken as one. And, and, again, with the midterms coming up, you need to get out there and make a stand and show who you are. In the meantime, I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and this is The Bubba Show. And, of course, you know we have our high school investing program, and we'd like to get some help. If you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And also, 
Don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station you need. You can also download the Sporting Edge there as well as the boys uh, are kicking, kicking butt in football, and you can get their selections and check it out. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and we will see you back here with more right after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Let's go back and finish our interview with Bill Whittle. Uh, the Republican Party ran a, a bunch of people who were popular because of the Tea Party movement or so on, or, or darlings of, of this conservative movement that I was a, proud to be a, a part of. But they weren't very good candidates. On the other hand, we have guys like um, John Cox, who's running for um, governor of California, and, and as I've said before, who's going to certainly get my vote. But he comes across as just as political a person as there could possibly be. Um, I suspect that the American people are looking for realism and authenticity the same way they're looking for it in um, in their entertainment these days. This is why we're doing this show like this and, and not throwing in all the bells and whistles. I probably should have just shot it on an iPhone because authenticity and and believability and, and credibility are, are what sells now. And as, as I like to say, once you can fake that, you got it made. Um, the... The whole thing comes down to what is the Republican Party about? Um, that has been a question that you and I and Steve and a bunch of other people have been asking ourselves for 10 years and, and can't seem to get a decent answer on. Um, certainly, there's so much self-sabotage going on, as we, we discussed with um, uh, William Crystal and, and stuff. And um, So there's that. But, but the one thing I think that gives me some hope for uh, this coming November is, is twofold. Number one, um, Donald Trump's supporters were not much represented in the polls. However, I think that the, the big indicator, if I was going to watch something, I would watch the number of people at a rally and the enthusiasm of the people at a rally. Donald Trump was pulling in entire stadiums and turning away 30,000 people. Hillary Clinton couldn't fill a gymnasium with 80 people. That's a big, big indicator. And if it turns out that the Democrat rallies are bigger and stronger, that's something to be really worried about. Um, and then the second thing, of course, is is the, the great unknown, and that is that uh, Donald Trump's been so effectively demonized and the Republican Party's been so effectively demonized that a lot of people are going to say, no, no, no. I, let, let me just put it this way, Scotty. I know a lot of conservatives in California. I know a lot of them. And I think I am one of three that are registered Republicans. The rest of them are all independents because uh, – People will check these kind of things to see if you ever want to get a job. Because employment, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So, and by the way, in in California, at least in Los Angeles, independent means Republican. Um, (laughs) So the question is going to be the economy. And as Bill Clinton famously and correctly said, it's the economy, stupid. And uh, if the Republican message isn't sharpened and between now and November focused on one thing, and that thing is here's a number one. This is what we were getting in terms of growth every year under the Democrats. Here's the number four. Here's what we're getting under Republicans. We're actually almost getting five. So if you like money and jobs and opportunity and the ability to control your own life, you vote for the Democrats, you get this. You vote for the Republicans, you get this and probably that. And if people would just get down to the simplicity of the message, then I wouldn't be worried. I'll just throw in one quick caveat from something I know a little bit better, and that is the California race. We discussed this a little bit too. 
uh, Gavin Newsom is running for governor. He's the mayor of San Francisco. He, um, there is now an app for the iPhone that, that charts the locations of the biggest concentration of human feces on the sidewalks so that the San Franciscans can walk around these areas. And honest Mm. to God, I would never, ever, ever be seen with Gavin Newsom. I would never do a TV commercial. I'd be outside his office. I'd be outside his office every day as a candidate if it were me with the app saying, hey, uh, Mr. Newsom, guess what? It's now it's it's it, now now you don't want to go down this street. Now you want to go down this other route because apparently there's less human filth on the streets of your city. If you go this way, do you have any comment on that? And which one of these anti-feces apps do you use, uh, Mr. Newsom, when you're when you're getting around your city? Th- that's the kind of thing that we just seem incapable of doing, Scott. We cannot ask the simple questions that need to be asked. We get bogged down in all of these policy and, and, and wonkish kind of things that nobody cares about and that they're masters of. And we just just be asking questions like this. What are you going to do to Texas? Um, um, you know, uh, Beto, uh, uh, Irish bandito. What, what are you going to do? Are, are, are you are you going to govern the way that the, the Republicans are you going to vote rather the way that the Republicans voted to make Texas as prosperous and as booming and as free as it is? Or are you going to vote the way that other Democrats vote? And I would ask this question every single time. And I'd wait for him to put himself on an answer, because if he puts himself to an answer, he's impaled. He either says, no, I'm going to vote like the other Democrats that ruined California because I'm a Democrat. Or he says, no, I'm going to vote just like the Republicans and keep Texas prosperous. At which point you start asking yourself, well, well, what the hell do we need you then for? So, ladies and gentlemen, you can expect to see Gavin Newsom's volunteers going door to door with clipboards and Bill Whittle for governor volunteers going around the streets of San Francisco with shovels and buckets uh, and mops. (laughs) Thank you for watching Bill Whittle now. And of course, that was Bill Whittle. And uh, uh, he does always have some interesting points, obviously, from the, uh, the from the right side of the aisle, uh, which is not not a problem. I, I think that, again, this is one of the things that we always want to focus on is 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 how can we make America better? And again, it, it doesn't have to be a right or left issue. It should be an issue deal okay I, again the way that the country is separated today okay I, you know i never thought you know in all my life i would ever see such a vast amount of you know either your left or your right and if you're le- you know if you're left we're not talking to you or if you're right we're, you know again the, the the over amount of hatred that's been brought out there and, and that does nobody any good uh you know, Maxine Waters does nobody any good. Uh, and again, I'm not just picking on her. I mean, she just happens to be obnoxious and, 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 and you know, creates more hatred. But isn't it, isn't it time that we figured out a way to work together? Okay. That, that, again, the, the evidence is clear. Okay. That, that we need to figure out a way to work together. But, Neither party, so now you know that I'm not just being biased, uh, but neither party wants to work together. But but if we remember that it is the economy and that the economy, whether or not, again, you like the current president or not, the economy is humming along right now. Now, I can give you all the reasons why there's problems, which there are. 
But again, these are not problems. The one thing about debt and the problems that are created, those are bipartisan because every one of them has got no stones to change the programs that cause and create all this debt. None of them have the balls to say, okay, we're raising the age of Social Security. Okay, we're stopping this payment. Okay, but they don't. And that's why our debt continues to get higher and higher and higher. So that is a bipartisan issue because they're all, at the end of the day, they're all a bunch of thieves. Uh, And in my opinion, obviously, I'm sure there's some very good ones, okay? Obviously, that was a very general statement. In my opinion, though, uh, the, the guy in the top office right now has the greatest love for America than, than any president that I have seen in my life. I think Reagan was right there with him. Uh, but I'm talking about the true love for the success of America. Okay, not for the success of themselves, although we know Trump, he likes to be you know, the center of it, and, and I have no problem with it. But, but I think his, his true emotion inside of him is he wants to try to do more for America than anybody else has done. And I think that he's off to a decent start. Uh, of course, when you look at how much uh, hatred there is for him and how much they try to stop him, okay, it's, it makes it challenging. But I, I think he's, he's been very resilient and continues on his merry way. And I think that's the important thing. But again, the biggest thing is with the midterms coming up, I don't care who you vote for, get out there and vote. This is the Bubba Show, Tabba Horowitz. Make sure you download the Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget to download the Sporting Edge as well. We will see you back here tomorrow on Thursday with more of the Bubba Show. This is Todd Bubba Horowitz. The Bubba Show. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Bubba Show. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.